This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh, just filming our own music video over here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Yay. We're into the week. We are doing it. Kind of cool that Tuesday is like the second day of the week, even though it's third, but it's the second Two. day of the work week. Right. So, so it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Is like that number where it comes Tuesday. from? No. No. Sorry. I know that. Oh, do you? You have that. I have that. Um, do you also have all of the tea on the talk, Bradley I, Trainer? I do. Let's chew on the talk. I think Holly said that in prep. <laughs> um, let's chew on the talk because the talk, of course, is that CBS show that's gone on hiatus mm-hmm. following hiatus. Okay, well, it might be hiatus. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a moment, but. Mm-hmm. After, uh, well, let's just say after Sharon Osbourne lit a match and walked away from the set. Now, you had a question, mm-hmm. Colleen, yesterday uh, about why CBS or what this investigation CBS announced uh, yeah, like, is. Why because is there an investigation? We heard, Are we investigating everything these days? Right. But there actually is a, a reason for this investigation. It's not just a PR stunt where to say, like, we don't know what we're doing with the show, so give us five minutes and we'll figure it out. The, the internal investigation that was kicked off yesterday, or I, I don't know exactly what day it started, but we learned about yesterday. Time is fact, irrelevant. That um, another host, Elaine Welteroth, and I for, forgive me if I get anything wrong here, kids, because I don't watch the talk. Mm-hmm. I am aware of the talk. We have talked about the talk in the past, but it has a kind of like it, it CBS's answer to the view, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You've got uh, very opinionated hosts from a diverse background talking about the, the hot topics of the day. They, though, the talk has seemed to have had some problems in the past with the people at the table meaning the dynamics between the people at the table has been fraught in a way i know there's always drama on shows like the view Mm -hmm. etc but this is like a different qual there's a different quality there's been a definite revolving door yeah uh situation there it seems like they've had a higher turnover than the view let's be clear Mm mm-hmm there was a whole situation mm-hmm. prior to this moment mm-hmm. that involved Julie Les Chen. Wexner. And Les Moonves. Les Moonves? Les Wexner? That's, well, they're all in the same kind of universe, yeah. aren't they? Um, one baddie named Les Moonves, mm-hmm. and then, of course, his wife, Julie Chen, and there's been a lot of drama around that. Okay, so, but back to the investigation. Host Elaine Welteroth and her hairstylist specifically... Uh, complained, and I guess they weren't alone in this, complaining of an alleged racially insensitive, hostile environment on the show, but specifically the show, 
And I'm reading now from a piece in uh, page six, so take that for what it's worth. But a source says, quote, Elaine Welteroth and her hairstylist complained to HR over Sharon's recent exchange with Cheryl Underwood. Oh. Um, And there's... So it very specifically relates to that moment. Mm -hmm. And you can understand... Based on, and I don't want to like relitigate how the exchange went down, but like you can totally understand why somebody would read it that way because, according to another story, hold please. I'm sorry yeah. before you go further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was this an off? This was an off the air incident, or was it off the air and on the air, or just both. on the air? I believe okay. this is both. All so, right. um, it, the story goes on to say that it wasn't just. Um, Welteroth, who was left fuming after Wednesday's heated debate over Pierce Morgan's comments. So that's the on-air part, right? Yep, absolutely. And then uh, there was stuff off the air, which there's another page six story that talks about all sorts of hot messness that was coming out of Sharon Osbourne's mouth. Essentially... Which, which I mean, that's not so um, hard to get your brain around because no doubt things that happen on the air spill off. Um, yeah. It happens here too, right? Like we will have a conversation on the air and it will spill off the air or vice versa. A conversation will start off the air and it'll make its way on the air. Yeah. Ours is not as contentious. It's usually about food. I was going to say like, I didn't like those dill pickle chips. They're trash. Those are the best things. I mean, anyway, um, uh, back to the complaint. So that's how the investigation was started. And in fact, um, CBS or the HR department who at CBS studios, sent out a message to everybody saying, and of course, page six gets their their hands on it. As a result of Wednesday's taping, we want to make clear that HR is actively involved in addressing the situation and uh, the concerns that have been brought to our attention. So this is this is a company doing what it's supposed to do. Right. This is not this is not. Now, you can question their motives, but like why versus any other situation where HR gets involved? Um I think that you just take them at their word, right? And this was an internal memo that's basically saying staff uh, made specific allegations. We are going to investigate those. Right. We are going to look into them further. And also, if you would like to talk to somebody, let us know. So, like, they're doing exactly what should be done in this moment. So that's why we have that investigation. Mm -hmm. Put that aside. Okay. There's a greater story, which is really, I think, the problem here. No surprise is Sharon Osborne. Right. Like at the end of the day, this is all about Sharon Osborne and what's going on behind the scenes. There is another uh, story in page six that talks about how um, things were going on backstage. And it's like, she said this and he said, or he said, she said between two women, he, they so she said. said, they said, mm-hmm. uh, or she said she one said. and she, number two, she said, what? Okay. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I do. They said, Um, ladies said, people, gals be talking. So, like, for example, this page six insider from CBS Daytime said, quote, Sharon is peeved. She didn't say peeved. At Cheryl, because she feels like she helped sow a seed that she's a racist. And Sharon's unable to rationalize that. That's or And Sharon's unable to uh, to rationalize that. Like, that's just... Gossip. That's gossip. Behind right? the scenes gossip. Um, but then it goes on to say, like, uh, in fact, 
the insider said Osborne went crazy after the show and screamed, I'm getting my lawyers. And she also at one point allegedly said, like, I can't be racist. I'm Jewish. Okay. Remember how I said, I think the problem here is Sharon Osborne. Yeah. You also, you remember that whole offshoot of this story. And I, we didn't talk about this because I wasn't here, but there was that whole offshoot about Holly Robinson Pete. Yes. Okay. So, because this is the thing that starts to concern me. I think it's important to have part of the conversation, but I think we start to throw all the things together into the same stew. Uh But this actually is an important piece of the conversation. It is not a distraction from the conversation. Do you want to give the upshot on the Holly Robinson Pete experience? Well, I don't I don't know that I have everything in front of me, but what I remember seeing was Sharon Osbourne. When when I was made aware of this, it was because I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that Sharon Osbourne had published the email that Holly Robinson Pete allegedly had sent to her mm-hmm. at the time that she left the show or was fired from the show. Mm-hmm. Um and that was in response to what Holly Robinson Pete had said previously about Sharon Osbourne. And I'm like, who does that? Right. Like, so this tells me again, show me who you are, right? By what you, how you behave in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, she allegedly, suppose, uh, I'm saying allegedly, supposedly, even though she did issue this lengthy apology about her. I don't, I don't even want to get into it. Right. It, it was like terribly problematic. But the moral of the story is, okay, so you can say those words, but then your actions just show me that, you know, you had a relationship with a woman of color, and when the opportunity to, like, show your support for that person appeared, you threw her under the bus. Mm-hmm. So, like, your actions are now speaking louder than your words. And they have been. Yeah. Yes. And at So the- what you get is that uh, Sharon Osbourne doesn't understand what she says she is not exactly Mm -hmm. and she's also she also goes on and has said sharon osborne again in this um preview or this moment of drama that she was set up by producers to be led to the slaughter like Like a a lamb lamb held out for slaughter like we don't do the talk Mm -mm. we're not a tv show correct but we do do things similar to what they do. We do talk. And she alleges that they didn't set her up correctly about how they were going to have this conversation about Piers Morgan because they wanted ratings. Like they wanted her to be caught off guard by Cheryl and her co-hosts so that it would create ratings. Okay, so let's actually pull back the curtain and say what probably is the reality cheryl or cheryl cheryl osborne sharon osborne didn't arrive to work that day prepared right she thought now i'm gonna i'll pull back the curtain really quickly at least as far as our show is concerned but certainly for sure as far as the talk is concerned i think that it is easy to think that we just open up our mics and have a conversation that we maybe have like a one sentence slug line and then we just go for 10 minutes on it. That's not what we do. And that is certainly not what they do on the talk. Yeah. And and, and like to a degree that people, I mean, there are several people managing 
what's going to happen in any given segment. Right. And you you know full well what at least okay so when we talk about what we're going to talk about we also talk about and more importantly how we are going to talk about it yep. so part of being prepared means knowing what your perspective is on the method of the conversation mm-hmm. right yeah so what you're saying bradley is when sharon osborne says she was set up like a lamb held out for slaughter the reality is simply that she just was not prepared to have the conversation in the way that they were planning to have the conversation. She was not prepared to involve anyone else in her conversation. She thought she would get up and speak extemporaneously about her relationship with Piers Morgan Mm -hmm. and enlighten the world somehow on how he's not as bad as the world thinks he is. And he's just paid to give an opinion. So he's having an opinion. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, this is my interpretation of how this all went down based on what I've read, which albeit is not necessarily the bee's knees, but again, coming from a place where we do this on a regular basis, my impression is that Sharon Osbourne wanted to do what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Her hosts, co-hosts were like, we also want to talk about what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. She didn't like what they wanted to talk about and wasn't prepared to respond to what they wanted to talk about and found herself in a corner that she couldn't get herself out of. And because she hadn't done the work because she hadn't done the work. And, um, in the moment, couldn't own that and is now trying to blame everybody else for her problem. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, I think the same is true for what happened to Piers Morgan. When I say happened to Piers Morgan, it makes it sound like he was a victim. He was not. The problem with the, both of their position, both Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne's positions, is that they both are trying to argue that you get paid to have an opinion, so you should just get to have your opinion. The problem is that's not the job, and that's not anybody's job. If you are going to have an opinion, you still have to be accountable for why you have that opinion, and you have to be able to back it up. And also... And they weren't able to. And that's when you can begin to understand the racial component. And I know we don't have a ton of time, but like when somebody can show up and not be prepared Mm -hmm. and expect to be listened to and taken at face value without mm-hmm. any criticism that is capital p privilege yeah a- and then feel like a victim as a result of that yeah like you begin to understand why people can you know people are going to be as honest as they you know and it, it's a good thing that you have people like elaine welteroth and others who are willing to call it out in the moment for what it is because it's not that we took it all we brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
complicated. Right. Sharon Osbourne has been allowed to be Sharon Osbourne unaccounted for since she became Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. now that's coming like that's not enough anymore. Exactly. So she's you know, hitting her uh she's hitting that wall uh, in this moment. Is a my talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived with all the dirt. Straight from Hollywood, it's a Dirt Alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hi, you guys. How are you? So Wonderful. Oh, I'm so for glad. For a Tuesday. For a Tuesday. With snow on the ground. Yeah. Bradley, stop talking. It's melting, though. It's melting. Stop. Yeah. It's going to melt fast. Thank you. But it does still feel a little disheartening. Oh. You know, this is, these are the games that I love this. Minnesota plays with us. No, you guys, I love this. Well, because <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I love fake spring, and then I love being brought back down again and knowing that it's not going to stick around. Highs and lows. It's my favorite. It is emotional, mm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle conversation continues. I don't make it up. I'm just telling you what I It's read. Your job You're is to messenger. bring us the dirt, I and this am. is the dirt. Okay, so Gail King was talking about this on CBS This Morning. Now, she, of course, is best friends with Oprah, and she knows Meghan and Harry very well. So because they did the interview in her backyard. Right. As you were. Oh, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's what Gail said. I'm not trying to break news, but I actually did call them to see how they were feeling. She called them over the weekend. Like, and said, it's true. Harry has talked to his brother and he has talked to his father, too. And she said the word that she was given was that those conversations were not productive. But they're glad they've at least started a conversation. And no one in the royal family has talked to Megan yet. Charles did not come off very well in this um, special. I don't know that many people came off very mm-hmm. well in that conversation, with the except one the exception, the Queen. Yeah, and that makes me happy uh, because, <laughs> as I've told you all now twice today, <laughs> if she makes it to May of 2022, mm-hmm. she'll be the longest reigning monarch ever of mm-hmm. all time. Who's the longest right now? Um, if I remember correctly. Oh, gosh, I just watched this this morning. I don't know. She's number two, and number one is a Malaysian, someone in the Malaysian, I think Malaysia. She's certainly the longest in the history of the British monarchy already. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because she she took younger. she overtook. But we want her to win everything. She overtook yeah. her great grandma, well, her great great grandma, Queen Victoria. Victoria, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I believe, according to Wikipedia, it's actually Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah, for seventy two years. But the wow. problem problem with Louis the Fourteenth is it depends on when you take his rule beginning because oh. he was crowned mm-hmm. as a child but didn't really take over until he was an adult. Until he was of age. Oh, that's so. It's 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 you know. So he's kind of not fair to put him in the running. All right. I watch too much YouTube. I'll shut you up now. Bye. No, I, love I it. love it. Uh, here's what else Gail had to say, that Meghan Markle has proof of everything she said in that Oprah interview, uh, that she has documents to back up everything that she said. Everything. So including the concerns and conversations about her children's skin color, that she was denied help when she felt suicidal, and that a disagreement with Kate Middleton left her in tears ahead of her wedding instead of the other way around that was reported by British press. I just, can I just... You don't like the proof thing? No, I'm glad there is proof. What I'm frustrated by is the fact that people seem to need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If she were a different person, and you could fill in the blank, male, white, I mean, I don't, you know. Yeah. People wouldn't be trying to prove her wrong Mm -hmm. 
And that's what's frustrating to me. That being said, though, I do think Diana was put through the ringer this way, too. Woman. Woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. White woman. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that and I I think anybody who kind of goes against the institution Mm -hmm. is really demonized. I I don't know, and Elizabeth, I know you watch The Crown, unlike Colleen, who has a hard I time have finishing. I watched some episodes in the first. Yeah, season. but you're. How but, is this possible that you haven't gotten obsessed and continue? I know, I know. especially like, the fourth season. I think my mom watched just the fourth season, and I think you could probably do that. Oh, good. No, don't Sounds cheat nice. yourself. I'm I mean, joking. I I trust me, trust me. I'm all in. I want all the seasons right now, but. <laughs> Specifically, as I was watching the interview, and I don't know if you had this feeling, Elizabeth, like it it mirrors what we saw on season four of yes. The Crown so closely yes. that makes me believe yes. the guy who wrote The Crown is far closer to the actual truth. I believe this. Than we are willing to admit. Absolutely. Which again, remember you guys, this is what Harry said throughout the interview. The reason why they're doing this is because they didn't want re- history, history to, to repeat, repeat yes. itself. Yes, yes. Pete oh. Davidson is not married, guys. I, Good news. Did I think he I don't remember thinking he was. Somebody put out a statement <laughs> and he's clarifying. He's on the market. Oh, good. Good to know. Elizabeth Reese, (laughs) thank you for all the dirt. Thanks, guys. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have uh, some pop culture mysteries to solve. And we do that in the form of blind items. Holly's going to bring for us in Blinded by the Item after this. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we're going to solve these mysteries in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Get your hot celebrity gossip mysteries. Can I get a two for one? No. Okay. Do you I'll have take a- them one at a time. Okay, great. Here's our first one. There's a lot of buzz that the fix was in, the no- in nomination-wise mm. for a certain movie about a city. Anyone who actually did see it would have nominated it for a Razzie because it is that bad. Have all the award shows gone dirty? Ooh, okay, so it's about a city. Yeah, a movie about a city. Or at least, to give you the hint, it has the name of a city in its title. Um, wow. Okay. Mm. This is what now happened? just going to become random guess a city. <laughs> well, what what happened yesterday? Well, yeah, this was the this Oscar. is the Oscar nominations. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that, and I, my problem is I can't get to the drawer where I'm keeping the names of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just going to look at the list of I movies am, because it's going to be a lot easier than me just making a bunch of stuff up. Um, is it? The Trial of the Chicago 7. Good reading. There Good you job. Go. Yes. So, NT Lawyer says there's a lot of buzz this morning that The Fix was in nomination-wise for the movie The Trial of the Chicago 7. Anyone who actually did see it would have nominated it for a Razzie because it's that bad. So... Have all the award shows gone dirty? Hmm. Can I tell you that I think I'm not speaking... Uh, incorrectly when I tell you that my partner did not like that movie and did not understand why it was nominated. Oh, interesting. I see your partner's opinion and I raise it. Indeed. Oh, you, did you, you, did, you saw it too and didn't like it? Uh, I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. I kind of dozed off a little bit during it. It's This is the movie from Aaron Sorkin on Netflix and it stars Sasha Baron Cohen among other people. He, 
I will say he said he learned something. Yeah. About the story, and he didn't real, you know, that he didn't know prior. But in terms of the movie, no, it's not a good movie, and it won a Golden Globe for its screenplay. And that I felt like was just a throwaway nod to Aaron Sorkin Mm. by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Interesting. So. Also, yeah. What? I was just going to say that, I, you know, the, I remember people being extremely uh, impressed by Sasha Baron Cohen's performance. And I have a wonder about that. Um, I wonder if there isn't. I think that Sasha Baron Cohen, because he's not going to be doing Borat anymore, is looking to, like, really try to juice up his um acting career where he acts not comedic acting but his serious roles and so i'm i had i just sort of wondered if he wasn't if that wasn't maybe part of the motivation to get a little more attention for that too sorry yeah i just wondered it all out loud and it was a half-baked thought let's do another thing well i'm glad you didn't wonder it in your mind and just left us with 30 seconds of silence so it's really appreciated mm-hmm. <laughs> all right You're here's welcome. here's our next celebrity gossip mystery the deal was this foreign-born a-list nighttime host would get an automatic second chance next year when the glitz and glamour could return apparently that's not going to be the case there will be no redemption for the host for something that was completely not his fault. Ooh, is that James Corden? Uh, oh. Oh, duh. Tra- uh, Trevor Noah, duh. Duh. Okay, sorry. I was thinking, like, okay. We're talking about <laughs> the Grammys and Trevor Noah hosting the Grammys. Exactly. Got it. All right. Let me fill in the blank for you. So the deal was that Trevor Noah would get an automatic second chance next year to host the Grammys when the glitz and glamour could return. But apparently that's not going to be the case. There will be no redemption for Trevor Noah for the abysmal ratings of the Grammys, which is something that was completely not Trevor Noah's fault. That's awful. I I hope he does get another chance because I thought he did a really good job with a crappy show. I mean, I don't, yeah, and I think his career is going to be just fine, de- independent of yeah. his turn on the Grammys during a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. If he has good representation, which I would imagine he does, his career will be fine and not tarnished because of something most people would not hold him accountable for. We hope. All right, another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Now, this one has a lot of mysteries within the mystery. Fun. So we've got a lot of people to talk about within this mystery. A surprising number of doctors who administered Botox, as a great deal of their practice, are getting a lot of PPP money because actresses and such are not getting as much done. Now, one doctor was hit especially hard because he specializes in feet. He injects their feet, not only for wrinkles of feet, but also it numbs the nerves so that they can wear heels for hours on end. Oh, owie. No, thank you. His clients include the following. <laughs> this is so weird. I'm excited. Let's so uh, let's just do it one. At, well, I'll let's read go one, at a time. one at a time. Yeah. This A plus list, mostly movie actress who is an Oscar winner and her hated co-star. So two people and her hated co-star. Yeah. So that gives you kind of a hint. Uh, they, I mean, I assumed it was a hint, but... 
I'm having a hard time figuring it out. A-plus list, mostly movie actress, Oscar winner, and her hated co-star. So the hated co-star is a female, too? Yes. Everyone on this list is is female. Female. Mm -hmm. Oh, obviously. Right? Because... Well, I don't know. I mean... That's true. Good point. Okay. They starred on a TV show together. High profile. Cagney and Lacey. (laughs) No. Um, um, Nicole Kidman. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. And Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Getting Botox in their feet. Ouch. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so obvious, right? Because she's got all the work done. Yeah. So a permanent. So we saw those two. Both North and South. Yeah. She was like, put a little up here and a little down there. Uh, I'm in her feet. Oh. How do we know? I'm just saying. What would you put it down there for? I wonder. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, so we solved those two. Okay. A permanent A-list actress who was a co-star of our first actress, but not the second. Okay, permanent A-list actress, co-star of the first actress, not the second. So, so co-star Nicole of Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, this this clue doesn't quite make sense. I will let you know that this is a permanent A-list actress who is known to be friendly uh, with one of those actresses. And yes, she is a co-star of one of those actresses, also on a on a television series. Mm. Mm. I'm having a hard time. Wait, so she permanent Ayla? Yeah, so we know her. She had an iconic role on television. Christine Baranski. What? No. Where did you come up with that? I don't know. Christine she wears high heels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she was in a show with Nicole Kidman. No, not Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh with, with Reese Witherspoon. With Reese, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. She currently is in a TV show with know, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, well, what's Reese Witherspoon in? It's that mom one? Isn't she a mom? No? <laughs> I mean, that was a good guess. I swear I just saw something I can't on... remember what she's in right now. She's in the morning show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You think a vino gave her feet. <laughs> no. No. No, all Mm-mm, that smart Botox. water. Ugh. Okay, next. Uh, and next, another actress that gets Botox in her toes would be the foreign-born, former A-list, mostly television actress who doesn't need to act any longer after her decade-plus long run on a hit network show. Mm. Foreign born, former A list. Yes. Foreign born, former A list. She in decade plus on a hit show. Mm-hmm. Is it like Lost or something? No, it wasn't on. Uh, a funny show. show. A funny uh, show. Funny. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, um, Sophia, Sophia Vergara. Vergara. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Good How job. is it that we just know instinctively <laughs> who is likely to get Botox in their feet? I mean, because we can see you them can in totally high heels. see it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me fill in the blank for you. Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Aniston, Sophia Vergara all went to this doctor to get Botox in their feet so that they could wear heels for hours on end and so that their feet would look good. Now, here's the thing. The doctor was used to seeing 20 patients a day at two to three thousand dollars per patient. These days, this doctor maybe sees two to three patients a day, and many days, there are none. Wow. Poor guy. Well, yeah, because nobody needs to wear heels anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's got to be nice for... I mean, like, you got to let those feet recover. Just come up with a different body part to stick it in. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Maybe that body part. I'm just saying, because, you know, people at home a lot sitting. Maybe get a little bored. Or they're just sitting on their butt and mm-hmm. it's getting, you know, sore. So Yeah, maybe they want to numb that up. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to Where else can about, we put Botox? So, uh, last night, I watched the final episode of the three-part series, Alan versus Pharaoh. Mm. We've been kind of talking about this um, since it first aired. But there's a piece of it that I, there's a very specific, maybe five-minute part of it. <laughs> I think my watch was, Is that I was talking to it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> she said, which sport? And then it gives me two options, football or soccer. Let me see what happens when I press soccer. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, uh, there's one very, one very specific part of that show last night, the finale of yep. Alan versus Pharaoh that I wanted to talk about it because it kind of confirms and affirms some things we talk about regularly on the Colleen and Perfect. Bradley show. I'll Excited. tell you all about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. I'm sorry, we got distracted during I mean, the break. what are you going to do? This is okay. Um... Okay, so you know we've been watching this special. It's on HBO Max. It's called Alan versus Pharaoh and Holly. You watched it too. Um, Bradley hasn't gotten around to it yet because he was busy relaxing last week. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Which is fully understandable. Mm-hmm. And also, this is not a vacation watch. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So, but Holly, um, help me. You know, if 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 I'm missing anything, make sure you uh, help me kind of get the point across on this because I, it was such a fascinating part of the show um alan versus fair it's a three-part series it's on hbo max and it really kind of tells you the account of dylan farrow the daughter of woody allen well the daughter of mia farrow and woody allen who has sort of reignited claims that her father molested her i do just want to say this i get really frustrated when in the telling of the story, people take great care to refer to her as Woody Allen's adopted daughter. I do not know yeah, like that doesn't help. why that's important. Yeah. I feel like there's something being told in the middle of all of that like doesn't it's a matter. Judgment. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Woody Allen's daughter, Dylan Farrow, accuses him of um of uh, sexually assaulting her. And um, she has been not listened to for very many years. There was a court case around it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This show takes you down the entire timeline, explains certain things and why they did or did not happen. But one of the things that you might ask is, okay, so like these allegations have been around since the 80s. How has Woody Allen been able to continue to garner the respect and the support of many Hollywood actors. Yeah. And what happened in the midst of all of this? 
So one thing to note is that Dylan Farrow, as an adult, has brought these allegations up two separate times. The first time was, a, uh, I want to say it was like in the early, mid-2010s. Well, it was like 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 2000, yeah. So that was the first time, and it was sort of not, it didn't take hold. You know, people didn't didn't grab onto it in the way that they did the second time it came up, which was right around the Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement time. Mm-hmm. Ronan Farrow is her brother. Ronan Farrow um, has been very supportive of her in her adult life and sharing this story. And as a journalist, has done all of the sort of like, looked at things from a journalistic perspective. But one of the things he offers to this docu-series, Allen versus Pharaoh, is the fact that the reason that Woody Allen has been able to continue acting as Woody Allen has acted in Hollywood for all these many years is because of the fact that the tabloids are beholden to the story as it is told to them by publicists. Mm-hmm. And not only do they take the story as it is written without questioning anything. Um, But they do that because there is a threat that they will be blackballed if they don't go along with the story as it's being told. And they basically profiled Woody Allen's um, publicist at the time. She's no longer his publicist. It's a woman by the name of Leslie Dart. And she's really fascinating. If you kind of, take a look at her and, and her career. She now owns her own firm. It's called, I think, like 42 West, maybe. Um, and she is one of the most powerful publicists in the business. And as a result of the fact that she was in so much power and she was basically on Woody Allen's side, she would distribute the story as she wanted it told by the tabloids to the tabloids or to the media, frankly. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't tell it in that exact way, she would threaten to cut them off from all of the other celebrities that she represented. And she represented big, huge celebrities. So, so she basically gained power by doing that and let it be known that, you know, Woody Allen then got to control the entire narrative which is why the way people had seen for many years that storyline is that Mia Farrow was the one that was planting seeds in Dylan Farrow's uh, story because she was a terrible, rotten, awful mom. You know, one of the things that you can see in Allen versus Farrow regarding the PR spin on the Woody Allen story, and it really puts it in perspective, is when they do a supercut. Yeah. Of all the cable news networks, mm-hmm. morning shows, talking about the Woody Allen story and using very specific talking points. Yes. All the same talking points. Exactly and the you, same. Exactly the same. Well, so you can see where a woman like Leslie Dart was hugely responsible sh- for shaping the narrative of the story. Yeah. So what this tells us, the story is a story that we've known for for all time, which is that, um, you know, whether it's politics or celebrity... <clears throat> People behind the scenes are often the ones that are, you know, setting the narrative, whether it's, you know, people behind the scenes of a political party or people behind the scenes of the very powerful um, celebrity. It's just that now we know that we know that there are many pieces of uh, or many steps to how that sausage is made. We're able to see that far more clearly than Mm -hmm. we 
used to before, right? Because there are so many different outlets for media to be created. Like 20 years ago, this particular documentary could not get made because there were like four chant, there were four networks, right? Or three networks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if somebody was working on a project to talk about these allegations, somebody would step in and say, you know, to somebody at the top of that network, um, you can't do this. Yeah, and and if you do, you lose access yeah. to all of these exactly. other things that have been your bread and butter. So name the story, Jeffrey Epstein. Exactly. And in this case, and in so many other cases, think about the the fallout of that. The victim of that is a person like Dylan Farrow, yeah. who was victimized by victim. her father. Yeah. Ugh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you mix your sasses? What? 651-641-1071. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit shipped.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.